0: has started baseline is going coffee is in your mug it's so hot oh it's so hot i got that hot coffee oh we're, we're taping at 7 25 in the p.m and sam's just getting uh, up for a hard day of work <laughs> i'm just i'm just getting ready for my second shift
1: of watching movies uh <laughs> getting ready to go back into uh alex burn plots what's what's going on (laughs) alex burnplex uh berlin plots don't worry about it uh it's it it, this will be a a seed for later podcasts
0: (laughs) (laughs) well welcome one and all and by one i mean you sam and by all i mean me andy mitchell this is another episode of film Film! mary kill oh oh as I said again, my name is Andy. That's Sam drinking his coffee. We're my two-
1: name is Sam Lounsbury. I'm drinking coffee over here.
0: We're too. Hi, uh, Statman Matt. What's going on? Let's go to the phones. Hey, Matt. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey guys. I'm Statman Matt. Man, Mitchell. Um, oh, baseball. Kurosawa. Let's do this. <laughs> it, to be honest, if I did an impression of Matt Mitchell, it would sound it would sound like this. Hi, I'm Matt Mitchell. Like we're. <laughs> We're very similar, Matt and I. <laughs>
1: when you guys wear hats, I can't tell you apart.
0: <laughs> we we were mistaken for for twins uh, in our in our in our low youth, in our deep youth, in the deep youth. Yeah, yeah, and in, in grade school. Um, yeah, people. Obvi- we we're obviously brothers. Yeah, we're. <laughs> it's like, oh man, the Mitchell boys. <laughs> the Mitchell boys coming here to talk about movies and kick ass. Go to Every baseball day. games and talk about Big Durham. <laughs> we're the least We're the least fighty people I know. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm you not- guys come in, people relax. Uh- <laughs> Good. That's a, what a compliment. <laughs> we we ease the tension, Statman yes. and I. So, Sam, how have you been this this despicably crazy week in American history? What um, do you mean? Nothing's been happening. <laughs> Last time we last time we uh, taped a podcast, um, yeah, there uh, the vote hadn't been certified. Uh, the capital was unmolested and um, Red ringers were a different kind of crazy. I don't know. I guess they're- yeah, a lot of things were
1: different. Uh, the democracy almost didn't get overthrown and I didn't I didn't see
0: brats before last week like there's so many oh, things are changing let's get to it okay so on let's this get show, to it <laughs> we we like to go through all the movies we've seen since the last time we recorded which was on uh the 4th of january the 4th of january in the year uh, of our lord In our year of our Lord, 2021 and we're going to talk about all the movies we watched for a little bit and at the end uh we're going to challenge each other to play games of fuck marry kill with some of the movies we watched on our list I was going to say that I'm very excited to get started in the movies you watched too, because again, you know, last we talked, we did our favorite older movies that we'd watched from 2020. Uh, oh yeah, in the movie in the in the year of our Lord 2020, um, and before that, uh, you know, you definitely saw a lot of cool 2020 movies in between uh, the, uh in between the end of the year and the fourth when we recorded. Um, those are all good, well, and good, and I certainly would just want to add praise to time and Lovers Rock. But thank after you, thank Molly's you. after Molly's game, I'm very going to talk about the first movie you watched on the six, little little John Woo classic. You mean uh, the
1: experimental action film that is John Woo? <laughs> uh, that is Face Off. Uh, yes. Yeah, it, Face Off. It's. I mean, it it, it was a friend's uh, birthday, and he wanted to watch it, and we were like, okay, let's watch it, and. It is. Uh, people talk about how how terrible it is or how crazy it is, and it's all true. But it's also <laughs> it's also a fun ride. People, I mean, it it's face off like you're it. It's so preposterous and it's '90s edginess, and also like it's Nicolas Cage and John Travolta mm-hmm. energies. Yes. Uh, but I think it's so great to see that John Woo is ready for the challenge and like ready
0: to like meet them in their craziness. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen face off, but I I've been meaning to put it on again in some better circumstances because the time I saw face off, there was actually this, like, I remember seeing this comedy show back when I lived in Logan square, where they did like a kind of live uh, mystery science theater type thing where Mm. they watched the movie and like, did some commentary and even had like a comedian do a really bad Nicholas Cage impression um, <laughs> to try to uh, to you know talk over it and they only they didn't show the full movie. they like cut some parts out. I don't know if that was like a rights thing, but so yeah, I've been meaning to give this another watch because it's yeah it it seems insane. Uh, it, it, it holds up <laughs> <laughs> all right, so after that you watched. I saw
1: Prospect, the sci-fi western uh, from 2018. The Bratz movie in 2007. Mm -hmm. Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Makanto Shinkai short piece, uh, Garden of Words. Seen that. The uh, Hole in the Ground uh, horror movie uh, in 2019. Hmm. And Secret Honor, the Robert Altman uh, Richard Nixon one-man show, starring Philip Baker Hall. And I recently just caught up again with Blano's Empty Pockets. I showed it to a friend of mine mm-hmm. who had never seen it, and he really wanted to see it. Andy, what did you see this week?
0: Okay, I saw. I also <laughs> started this with a John Woo film, but I went a lot what? older. I watched The Killer. From 1989, mm. uh, his breakout, I suppose. Um, I rewatched Rain Man uh, the next day. Uh, Another
1: John Wu classic.
0: <laughs> right, right. Um, you, you always get Barry Levinson and John Wu confused. It's really easy to do that. Um, Wag the dog, uh, Con Air. <laughs> I believe Con Air is Michael Bay. <laughs> Wait, is it?
1: I mean, the fact that you have to look it up.
0: No, it's not Michael Bay, I'm wrong. All right, it, I feel like it was a Bruckheimer joint. So either, yeah, it was produced by Jerry Bruckheimer, but Simon West was the director of Con Air, and now we can rest easy. Uh, the, next day, <laughs> the next day, I got a couple movies in. I watched uh, Body Heat, uh, Lawrence Kasdan's debut noir, and introduced the world to Kathleen Turner. Uh, then uh, later that night, I watched Killer of Sheep, Uh, the classic independent film from Charles Burnett. Uh, Then the following day, I also watched two films of widely different (laughs) I watched uh, Come and See, the uh, 85 uh, World War II Russian film, Um, and then Paris is Burning, the 1990 documentary about uh, ballroom culture in New York. Uh, On the 9th, I watched Ammonite, uh, the movie, uh, the, the new movie that stars uh, Kate Winslet and Saoirse Ronan as a uh, as two portraits of ladies on fire. <laughs> and then I I got you know as you know my compulsion is to try to watch at least one thing a day. So there's a couple mm-hmm. days where uh, I've just kind of like snuck in like a short film. Like there, that counts. Um, yeah, I watched Jane Campion's first film uh, on the tenth. It was on the Criterion Channel. A short called. An exercise in discipline. Peel. Um, yeah. Today I watched a uh, Warner Brothers uh, Looney Tunes cartoon that's on HBO Max called Porky's Bad Time Story. <laughs> He's trying to get to sleep in that one. And in between that, the last like full-length movie <laughs> I watched was uh, Sophie's Choice. Another first time. The only thing I hadn't I uh, had had watched previously this past week was Rain Man, which I know I saw some years ago on a Library VHS, but everything else it was a first time watch, mostly from the eighties. Was it a real Sophie's choice? Oh boy, for
1: you to for me to watch. I, I I I thought I had something. Honestly, well, no. A uh, was it a real, Sophie's? To... Was a real Sophie's choice on uh, if I, that joke was going to land or not. Uh, <laughs> but, but uh how is come and see?
0: I, I've never, never seen come and see. I, I can't say that I have. Cause you'd you'd know if you had, (laughs) um, it's, it is very highly praised, especially in the letterbox community. It is a very Mm -hmm. visceral, very disturbing, very kind of traumatic war movie. Um, it takes place in, uh, what's now known as Belarus, uh, in 1943, during the times of Nazi invasions, mm-hmm. and it focuses on uh, a young boy who is god could be like probably 13. He, he looks so young, but his, when mm. he starts speaking, he definitely is like he's definitely going through puberty. Um, no judgment. Um, he <laughs> he's eager to fight and join the resistance and at, despite the wishes of his parents and he goes out and oh the horrors he sees it is it is as you know yeah it's just it's second only to apocalypse now in terms of like a war movie that i put that after it was done i was like oh boy i need to i need to think <laughs> about life for a little bit it's just an inc- yeah just visceral Um, intense, uh, stunning, just dumbfounding, uh, piece of work. Um, (laughs) what was funny was I was, I was watched it. I watched it in, uh, in my bedroom and, Mm -hmm. uh, Colette, my fiance was doing, uh, doing work in her office. And, could hear like it also has some of the most uh scary sound design you know lots of screaming mm-hmm. lots of shooting lots of words in german and russian um and just like weird dissonant score on top of everything too she's like it sounds real intense in there and it's like oh it is <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's it is bar none like the best film i've seen uh this week uh, oh wow it's yeah it's It's good, but it's like, like Apocalypse Now. Like I, I really going to look at you funny. If you think like, oh, come and see is my favorite movie. I watch it all the time. It's like, what is, what, why would you subject yourself to this over and over again? Like I would, I'll watch it again, but like in at least a year. I've always wondered what it is. And
1: now I'm, I'm, I guess I I guess I can't say I'm eager to watch it, but, uh, it, yeah. it definitely is, uh, it's been on my list for a while and I'm it, excited, uh, it's an experience. It I yeah.
0: I can't, I'm trying to compare it to, it's a movie that like, I, I kind of want to like warn people, like, I think folks should see it cause it's certainly masterfully made, but mm-hmm. it is uh oh boy. It is, it's not for the faint of heart and it's not a kind of movie. It's like, I don't know. It's how I'm, I haven't seen Sallow yet, but it's one of those movies I kind of imagine like, oh, this is going to be, it's like, it's going to be intense.
1: It's funny you mentioned Sallow. Uh, I've been re-adding my watch list on Letterbox mm-hmm. recently, and I've been going through all the lists. And like every time I see Sallow, uh, I'm automatically just skip it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, nope,
0: still not going to see you. You know what, I don't I don't uh, I don't begrudge you that. I think that's a perfectly perfectly fair thing. And can I ask you, did so did you really yes. see brats? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Andy, I did. So, so I did. Now we both have seen brats in the same yeah. way we both have seen cats. What we've both uh, seen brats and cats. Uh Andy.
1: I didn't watch it with the commentary that you watched it with.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So I don't know if you experienced the same way I did, but uh it it's
0: not great. It doesn't hold it doesn't hold up. Maybe with I kinda wanna watch it without com- commentary because my impression afterwards was and not like commentary, like like director's yeah. commentary really yeah. enlightened it up, but like with <laughs> flophouse doing a like riff commentary and a joke and a isn't this stupid kind of commentary. Yeah. Um that made it worth it. But yeah, I I still felt like as I was watching it, at least like compared compared to Cats, this was like every bet choice was bad, and every in, and every intention was bad, and even like the sincerity was like ooh, this was misplaced. Yeah, I
1: I didn't know. I, I remember like that when you first told me about the movie, I was immediately like thrown off by the idea of a DJ who was deaf. <laughs> and and I've re- seen it. Yeah, no, it it I mean, Brad, like there's nothing in that movie that uh shocked me. Mm-hmm. But uh I guess the only thing was like why everyone thought this would be a good decision. <laughs> That's probably the central oh, yeah. idea of like yeah. it I always watched these as dares with my roommates, and this sure. was this was uh this was definitely one that uh was fun.
0: It was fun <laughs> to watch with them. Okay, um, it is, but you are right though, that it is like I think I've said hopefully on the record that even though I rated it three stars for the experience I had watching Bratz, I know deep down it is definitely a one-star movie. Like you gave it. Yeah,
1: it's I mean it's not as bad as bad Arthur, but uh it's definitely bad. Uh... Yeah, it definitely
0: the shots are in focus and the actors <laughs> are are competent. They're, they they least... John Boyd said it. Oh, is he ever? <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's wearing a fake nose. Do you ever find out why he had that fake nose at all?
0: Besides, he was disguising himself from, from like agents. He's an artist, man. You know, <laughs> who can question the process that goes in that addled, trumped mind? <laughs> Ugh, John Boyce. Uh, do you want to play a quick game of Phil of Miracle? Gil? Sure. Yeah. I'm going to pull up. The coin to see who goes first as per usual. Bring out the, the holy coin of. Bring out the holy coin. All right. Bring out the holy coin. There be... I'm making theme songs now. Bring out the holy coin. Bring out the holy coin. We have the most knowing podcast. Uh, yeah. Well, oh, maybe not. I'm sure there's. I mean, Alex Jones still has a podcast, right? Oh, Touche! Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah. you for making me feel good about myself. Heads or <laughs> tails, my good man. Uh, tails. And you win. Yeah, tails. Do. What? What do you challenge me to?
1: All right, Andy, uh, I challenge you to body heat. Mm. Paris is burning. Hmm. And uh, Sophie's choice. A real <laughs> Sophie's Choice.
0: Oh, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> not not too hard um, on this one. Um, Are you going to kill Sophie's Choice? Pause. Um, pause no, for- don't pause it. <laughs> I was pausing for dramatic effect. Um, yeah, I'm fucking body heat. I'm marrying Paris is Burning and I would kill Sophie's Choice. Um, but nice. I was thinking about this also as I wrote in my review about Um, Blood Simple as well as like both Blood Mm -hmm. Simple and Body Heater debut directorial features and they're both neo-noirs and I don't know if there's more examples in the 80s or 90s that can come up that I can like point to and be like aha you see like there's a trend maybe like Following or Christopher Nolan they kind of and Memento are kind of noir movies but yeah Nolan's kind of in his own space or his own genre but I was just thinking about how like cool it was that. There's a time where it seems like the artsy cool directors were starting their careers with genre exercises of noir, whereas a lot of the cool artsy directors now uh, seem to try their metal with horror. Your uh, David Robert Mitchells, your Ari Asters, your Robert Eggers, your Robert Eggers definitely. Um, it just seems like it's it's interesting that the taste is, how the taste has changed over decades and how horror is now. Uh, much more elevated genre. Anyway, I love a good noir, and mm-hmm. this movie, of course, you know, and playing the fuck me or kill game is, is sexy as hell. I mean, Kathleen Turner and John Hurt are very attractive. And... Wait, John Hurt or William Hurt? Sorry, yeah, right,
1: William Hurt. My bad. I mean, don't I don't want to like badmouth John Hurt, sexy, sexy John
0: Hurt, but uh, may he rest in peace. Both are very talented actors. Both dead sexy. Um, one actually. One of them is dead. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got you to the <laughs> you, fast. you beat me to it. You <laughs> beat me to it. <laughs> you know it's in, in Body Heat uh, also is a uh, young Ted Danson. Um, so you haven't seen Body Heat? I haven't. Uh, no, I haven't. But I've definitely been mean to see it. Is it on? What is it on? I got uh, I got a DVD from the library. Um, mm-hmm. So the, the basic plot is it's it's kind of a riff on Double Indemnity. Uh, William Hurt plays kind of mid, mid-level lawyer who meets uh, Kathleen Turner uh, as a, a a married woman and they start having a very passionate affair and they try to scheme a way to get the husband out of the picture. Um, Ted Danson plays the DA who is his friend and has a, you know, I, I think people are talking about Ted Danson lately because of his new sitcom that I haven't watched yet as just an American treasure, and you know, based on The Good Place and Cheers and this movie, yeah, he's a he's he's a he's a force of good in this world. <laughs> he's a force of good in this movie, he's a district attorney. But yeah, it's it's a really good uh, yeah, just a really good uh, genre exercise of noir. Just great star power from Kathleen Turner and William Hurt, and yeah, uh, some twists and turns. Definitely, um, I don't want to get too into it because I want you to watch it. Um, uh, I'd, I'd interested to take uh, how you, how you felt uh, as the plot tightens and the screws tighten and the denouement. Uh, there's there's some there are ver- varying opinions on how it ends. Uh, so I'd be interested if you watch it and for us to get all spoilery into body heat. Um, mm-hmm. I'm marrying Paris is burning. Uh, I found Paris burning is delightful and fascinating and also kind of a little quaint in some ways too, because since that movie has come out, of course, in the 30 years since that movie has come out, drag culture has become so thoroughly like mainstreamed and almost gentrified to a certain extent. Um, The idea that, you know, it that people have to uh, define what shade is now is kind of Mm -hmm. like, that's cute. But also it's kind of a reminder to be like, oh, all this stuff kind of came from this culture. And how much of it goes back to culture? I joked with uh, my fiance after we watched it together that you know we also watch uh, the Real Housewives of Atlanta together, and there's mm-hmm. one particular housewife who has a opening tagline of "If you don't like my shade, then step out of my shadow." And I just thought afterwards like, but she's not a she's not a queer. She's not a <laughs> well, who knows this season? Um, uh, anyway, I digress. This is not a real Housewives of Atlanta podcast, but yet, <laughs> yet. You, you catch up,
1: Sam. <laughs> um I'm in uh I'm in New Orleans right now. <laughs> I'm in
0: the New Orleans seasons right now. <laughs> okay. Is there a New Orleans season? I don't believe so. Um goddammit. Yeah, it's it I also thought it was actually very worth um worthwhile and uh because I did not actually know the origins of uh, voguing, like the word and why that particular dance is called voguing. And there's a cute little kind of like witty aside as to why it's called voguing versus something it could have also been called. Um, but yeah, it's on Criterion Channel and it's something I've been meaning to watch for a while and I'm glad I did. I think it's a wonderful documentary. And just like I said, kind of a good time capsule for like, you can remark both on like how far Uh, uh, queer culture has come but also kind of in a way lament a bit of the yeah it's sort of like gentrification now there's like RuPaul drag race and people kind of like have taken uh the stuff from that culture and made it into its own thing like you know most for most of general life people think voguing is just a Madonna thing it's like well Madonna got that from queer ballroom culture yeah um so yeah um which means I'm going to make the Sophie's choice. I'm killing Sophie's choice. I'll I'll remind my Your Your what your what your what are you doing to Sophie's choice again? I'm sorry, could you I'm, say that again? I'm killing it. Spoiler alert. If I'm choosing between it and another child, I'm letting it be uh, taken from me by Nazis. <laughs> <It's>... Jesus Christ. <laughs> Is that a spoiler alert? I'm sorry, did you not seen Sophie's choice? <laughs> I Here's
1: mean, a... I've, I'm. It's been spoiled to me so many times. Uh, I do know that Luke is his father, though. So
0: yeah, yeah. Um, that that was the thing about watching it. I mean, I watched it because of it was, it's on the '80s uh, madness list at uh, Film Spotting. Um, mm-hmm. This podcast is also Loki, a low-key reaction to Film Spotting, and <laughs> I, uh, I, it's it's been on the to watch list for a while. It's, but it's also kind of like, in a way, like. <clears throat> not as extreme as Sallow by any means, but definitely not a movie that I'm like, I've ever been like, I gotta watch Sophie's Choice. Cause it always seemed super sad and emotionally intense, you know? Yeah. So I did watch it though. And it is, it's good. It's definitely um, a great showcase. And for part of, if you are taking any kind of like personal history on the legend of Meryl Streep, like you gotta, you gotta make a stop at Sophie's Choice um she won an oscar for it damn it it's i i was it's still kind of interesting the things that were holding me back from it though first of all just knowing that like i know the twist i know Mm. i know what the titular choice is Mm. and the movie definitely like is set up the way where like you don't really know what it is until like it reveals it till the end i mean the, the general story is Peter McNichol, uh, the weird villain from uh, Ghostbusters 2, um, plays a Southern wannabe writer who moves to Brooklyn, and in his boarding house becomes friends with Sophie and uh, her her uh, boyfriend. Or I don't know if they're married, um, but. Uh, her lover, played by Kevin Klein. Um, Kevin Klein, I think, was in everything in the 80s, based on this list, too. Yep, it's a fact. He was a uh, government-issued, I think. Like yeah. as as a response to the 70s. Uh, <laughs> I mean, good for him. He had a, I was just thinking, like, he had quite the run in the 80s, like culminating in like when you think about like all he was in like Sophie's choice, he was in the big chill. A fish um, named wanda
1: or a fish called wanda
0: yeah fish and the fact that he won, wins an oscar for something as like crazy and and comedic as a fish called wanda is kind of is kind of perfect yeah it's kind of perfect and he ends up you know uh you know marrying phoebe cates and they they've given birth to the uh the indie rock uh leader the uh what's her name So I don't remember her actual name, but the band Frankie Cosmos is led by uh, their daughter. So um, you know what? Just what a what a treasure Kevin Klein is, Um, and what a good treasure uh, Meryl Streep is. It is also still very much kind of like an early '80s prestige picture. So Mm. certain things that meant to like well you with emotion at the time feel kind of clunky now. Mm. Um, It does also have this weird. Its perspective is also kind of I, I think iffy because like I say it's about this uh, wannabe writer who meets Sophie and Kevin Klein, Meryl Streep and Kevin Klein and becomes friends and tries to learn about them. But you know Sophie is very closed off at first. Doesn't you know is Polish and has a very convincing accent, Meryl, um, but you know doesn't um, really want to talk about what life was like and what she suffered in the war. But progressively as he becomes a uh, you know fascinated with her. Uh, she opens up, but then it becomes kind of like a weird, kind of a love triangle thing, and it becomes very like, I don't know, like male gaze is not the right word, but it, it's still like, after you know she's told this gut wrenching story about what she went through in Nazi Germany, um, ultimately it's sort of about. I guess, whether he can kiss her or whether he could have her for the night, which is a bit weird. I'm spoiling mm-hmm. so much for it. So, but yeah, it's, I feel bad killing it because it's one of those movies, like a lot of war movies or movies about the Holocaust that are, you know, good. Just like, oh, I feel bad being like, oh, this movie's about depicting something that one should honor and treat with reverence. And yet we're at this point now <laughs> we're kind of like, when was the, I don't know when was the last Holocaust movie anyone watched? Like there was a time there was like so many. It was yeah there were there was a lot of them. I
1: <laughs> I, I I mean yeah it's I, it just uh, I I think the last great one
0: or the last one.
1: Well I think Den I what the uh, Denkirk
0: Den- Dunkirk Dunkirk. Well that, okay that's a World War II movie that and that is a great movie for sure. Um, yeah the last but Son of Saul.
1: Um, son of the, Saul.
0: Yeah. That's also, that's a Holocaust film, right? Oh yeah. Also kind of, kind of like, it's kind of like come and see too, like watching come and see thinking like I watched that and thought, I think I know where the director of son of Saul took some of his inspiration mm-hmm. from. So, um, anywho, um, yeah, I'm sorry, Meryl. I'm sorry. Uh, American hist and world history. Um, I'm killing Sophie's choice, because I. Would it's rather- okay. She's making she's making prom
1: money now. She's good.
0: <laughs> she's making she's making so many Oscar money. We, I did a movie <laughs> trivia thing not too long ago, mm-hmm. and we we're talking about Meryl Streep. One of the one of the um, one of the rounds was, naming the movie the Meryl Streep movie based on the name of the character, mm-hmm. and, yeah, we, we ended up having a side conversation about what was uh, an Oscar that, or an Oscar nomination that uh, Meryl shouldn't have been nominated for. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot lot of hate for the Iron Lady, which I've still never seen, but I had to chime in, it's like, I know we all hate the Iron Lady, but, like, that was one of the most, like, baller acceptance speeches in, in Oscar <laughs> history. Coming up to me, like, I know some people are probably like, oh, not her again, but I don't care. <laughs> just <laughs> just oozing that kind of like i'm great and i know it vibe <laughs> i gotta a,
1: i haven't seen that uh, i haven't seen iron lady nor her acceptance speech uh but at I'll least do. see the
0: acceptance speech i haven't seen mm-hmm. iron lady yet either but um so sam yes for me to make you uh yes Mary kill um yeah, I'm gonna go uh, some of the mid mid level films. I know I know how much we you love Bloody Nose's Empty Pockets. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm intrigued to know uh, more about Secret Honor, Hole in the Ground, and Prospect. Uh, but I'm picking the three films I've seen. Uh, oh so no! That'll be uh, The Garden of Words, Birds of Prey, and Face Off. Okay, this is super easy. Great! Um, <laughs> this is an easy episode for us.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm gonna kill uh, Garden of Words. Fair. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to fuck face off, and I'm gonna
0: marry Birds of Prey. (laughs) Yeah, I I, am... Hmm. Hmm. I I said fair. You seem perplexed. I seem I I said fair, and yet I immediately is like, well, wait, how would I do this? Um, (laughs) I mean, it's not one of his best. The Macintosh guy one. I think you're yeah. right, yeah, on this call. I, I was saying last time how much I love Mikado Shinkai and a lot of his work, and I mean, there's a lot of the cool touchstones of what, what I like about Mikado Shinkai in The Garden of Words, but yeah, the story didn't quite gel as much on that one. It's a tone poem, so you kind of have to accept accept it for what it
1: is, mm-hmm. but it's also, it, it, just, it just rushed towards the end, and I think, I, agree. I also know Mikado Shinkai's work, and I know like he's done better than this. Yes. <laughs> like, like, and Loads I know he, yeah. and I know like he, he's, he's experimented with the form more and like done, done better visuals and done better characters. So I was, I don't feel that disheartened by killing it. Uh, but it's, it, it's fine. It just, yeah. I, it's an over resounding fineness to it.
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, it. Again, it looks, it looks great.
1: It looks gorgeous. It's very striking. But yeah. uh, I know his work and I know that the feels were not up there to yeah I'm used to.
0: I've seen I've seen the four four things, like the four most popular things that at least people on Letterboxd have seen of his, you know, your name, weathering with you, some five centimeters per second. Yeah. Gardens mm-hmm. of Garden of Words is my least favorite of those four. So yeah. I don't feel too bad. As long as we got those other three, I think we'll be okay. Fucking face off, which again makes sense. I mean, it, it, at this point, it's an American classic. <laughs> uh,
1: it I re- jokingly, all aside, yeah, it's a little bit. It's kind of like those like action movies that's always on rotation. Like <laughs> when you go to when you see drive-throughs or like go or back when theaters were still open. Like there were like action movie months. It's always oh, yeah. like there, and it was always it's always a fun ride. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill I'm gonna. M- fuck face off i
0: think yeah. that's what i said you're gonna fuck its face
1: off i'm gonna fuck its face off and Nicolas cage is so it... watching him and john travolta try to outact each other oh. is like watching two cats try to out cat each other it's really <laughs> they're both like so purely themselves mm-hmm. that it it, it it, it almost they are they are more explosive than the actual dynamite in the film.
0: <laughs> would it's, you? It's, would you? Would you say it's as good as two brats trying to out brats each other? <laughs> He's making a not, face. Not. I'm. Sure. Not, even, not even entertaining that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's definitely more. Uh, it's it's definitely a John Voight trying to out John Voight himself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so then you're gonna marry uh birds of birds prey. of prey which also it's, i feels right like i i i saw that fairly recently i think it's like some a few weeks ago i think it might have come up as a possibility in a previous episode but didn't get picked by you but yeah it's a i i liked it more than i thought i would and i don't i think we we'll, i think we're probably going to be on the same page of this if i can let me try to speak for you and you can tell me if i'm right okay uh, it's fine it's fun it's not it's not great but for what it is it uh, Did its job. Yes. You are. (laughs) Yes,
1: on all those fronts. But I think it's a little bit... I wish that it was more of the sloppy, like, kind of Hanover comedy in the first half all the way through. Because once it starts catching up to the plot, it just kind of becomes run the mill. But uh, for a while there, I was really digging its tone. And uh, Margot Robbie is so good. Like, she's so... She's so... clearly having fun uh-huh i love everyone is have like i love E. mcgregor in it too he's
0: okay i was i was gonna ask specifically because i remember like some people weren't on his wavelength or thought he was like trying too hard but i kind of still dug the effort i thought like i thought it was fun yeah it was i that
1: i think that's it's everyone is having so much fun and you can clearly see it on screen yeah i think mean, that's probably in that uh, because i i had so much fun watching it uh I really kind of
0: liked to uh, Chris Messina, too. The guy, who the, he played his henchman. It's he like- was, I, I wanted more of him. I wanted more of them interacting. Because yeah. they, they had, I think
1: they have more of a dynamic in that they had to cut out. He's really fun. I was, the entire time I was like, I know you were in... I know you were in the mini project. I just didn't know which part uh, what was his name the entire time. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, it doesn't, um, it doesn't look like that that character. But yeah, I, I kind of wish the other characters, I kind of do buy that, at least from other uh, more negative reviews I'd read of it, read of it too, that like I kind of wish the other, like it kind of tries to paint a kind of uh, alternate Suicide Squad of sorts, like as as a Harley Quinn meets up with various other women, uh, and whose plots all get kind of tangled together and become kind of a fighting force amongst themselves. I kind of wish some of those characters had been more, yeah, just as, as, as eye grabbing as, as fun uh, to watch. And as, uh, as Margot Robbie, I think some of them try, and I think some of them get their points and get some Mm -hmm. moments here and there. Um, but yeah, just, you know, it's, it's not as equal. It's not a, it's not like the Avengers movie, you know, which is, you know, I guess a high water bar. But like yeah. At least like yeah, and like the first Avengers, each one had a distinct personality and some moments and some ways to play off each other so that it wasn't just like Robert Downey Jr. is great and Thor is fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it I I guess it's hard for me to compare it to uh
1: any other Film, except for Suicide Squad, which it, it is infinitely better than Suicide Squad. I never Squad. saw
0: Suicide Squad, and I'm 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 okay with that.
1: It, yeah, you don't. You're not doing yourself any favors by uh, missing it.
0: <laughs> as much as I like this too, I keep I keep being reminded, but from things like this, like Wonder Woman, that I may just be done with superhero movies for the time being. Mm-hmm. Like they're gonna keep coming out for sure because they keep yeah making money. But I may like. When when the theaters reopen and everyone's rushing out to see um, Avengers four teen and a half teen tines go, yeah. I was just saying Avengers Four, but it's like I think that was called Avengers Endgame. Uh, so, <laughs> um yeah, whenever uh, that comes out, I might just be like, You guys have fun. <laughs> oh. And then watching my Makado Shinkai <laughs> on a phone crying. <laughs> on the train that's right yeah yeah just you're you're watching like an
1: ipod shuffle
0: just like <laughs> like colette's nowhere to be seen you just hear my voice over it's like dear swan i've always loved you and i loved flowers Something like let that. me look at your feet and try to like measure them <laughs> <laughs> what does the daffodil say most about my heart What does
1: the peach say most about my soul? Am I hungry or am I just extremely drunk? (laughs) That Uh, is my Tonka. Good
0: night. (laughs) All right. Thank you for (laughs) playing. No, let me, before we go, let me, let me give give you some space to uh, tell me about Prospect, a space Western. I never heard of this movie. Where'd you watch it? I
1: watched it on Netflix. Uh, it's one of those ideas that once you hear about, like, oh, uh, how, have I, how has that not been a movie before? It's basically uh, a prospecting family that drops down onto a planet of uh, the green, is what they call it. It's basically a giant forest planet that they go down and they try to excavate uh, what I call space diamonds. <laughs> okay it's it's so charming and it's so like it's so like firefly-esque i'm not I'm not sure if you're familiar with that or like
0: yeah Serenity. Show, yeah yeah i've been meaning to i've been meaning to rewatch that to see if it holds up because i know Josh whedon is uh le- less beloved uh now than he was uh back when i was uh a young high school and college student um, mm-hmm. But I loved Serenity and Firefly back in the day. This will, this will hit that
1: spot. Uh, it's so good. Uh, it's, I forget the lead actress's name, but Pedro Pascal, the Mandalorian mm-hmm. is in it. And he is Pedro Pascal. out so much all around. Like he's just having the, he's, I, I honestly think he, he is up there with like, him oscar isaac and chris pratt are all like harrison Ford surrogates waiting for if he ever dies and like give me give me like a give me a whip and give me like a hat and i'll be ready to do this like they're like so ready for indiana jones um but yeah
0: you think he'd give it up you
1: think he'd be ready to go Ha. Ah, he's gonna be he's gonna be rolling around on the wheelchair away from that boulder it's gonna be nuts uh, that would be a fun movie I
0: would love to watch that <laughs> just like a retired Indiana Jones <laughs> I'm too old for this Nazi stuff <laughs> like there's still Nazis he's got to fight it's 2005 <laughs> <laughs> like, no! oh, watch this book of faces <laughs> oh, let me get on that soundcloud and drop
1: these beats Cause you know he's a SoundCloud rapper. Mm-hmm. Well, Andy, uh, how, uh, where could they find us? Uh, they could find me on Twitter at Sam Lounsbury. Mm-hmm. They can find me on Letterbox at sam underscore Lounsbury. Yeah, and they I- could they could they could reach out to both of us on the emails mm-hmm. at filmmarykill@protonmail.com. at protonmail
0: That is correct. No, ac- yeah, yeah No, is. no. I'm sorry. I'm no, it's not right. <laughs> it's filmmarykill@ at Protonmail.com. Oh, Protonmail?
1: My, 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 oh, I'm going to get an email from Statman Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Matt.
0: Um, yeah. The, the, the inbox is brimming. Um, <laughs> you can find me on letterbox at kinetic Android. And I occasionally tweet from uh, at film, Mary kill. Uh, please like, and review us on all your favorite podcatchers and tell your friends about this silly, silly show. Sam, anything else to say before we uh, shut things down for the week?
1: Uh, Andy, next time uh, before we do a show, before we end the show next week, we should do a challenge to each other to see if we could get each other to expand our cinematic horizons.
0: Interesting. Uh,
1: okay. I, I know this is pretty late in the game to introduce us, but uh, if, if you... would. If sometime there's a we should we should think about uh doing that, but yeah, okay. so tune next week to find out if Annie and I do
0: that. <laughs> Challenge accepted. All right, we'll see you next time on film, Mary, Mary, Kill. Kill. Oh.